when humans first began this odyssey of creating language and music, it, was, it first came from music, of course, because we mimicked the sounds of the natural world, but we didn't mimic the critters individually. We mimicked the whole structure of sound in, through our vocalizations and instrumentation. In other words, we used the forest, the forests of Africa, and the plains of sounds of Africa as a karaoke orchestra, a natural karaoke orchestra with which we performed. Natural soundscapes are comprised of, of three components, three sources. The first is the geophony, which geo meaning uh, earth and phone from the Greek meaning sound. So the geophony meaning sounds of the earth, which are sounds of wind and water, waves at the ocean, water in a stream. The uh, second component of the soundscape is the biophony, bio meaning life and phone the sound. So sounds of all living organisms. And usually when I refer to biophony, I refer to sounds that come from the wild habitats, not domestic critters. And the third is anthropony, which is human noise, which kind of masks a lot of stuff that's happening in our world, natural world right now. And the ways in which the biophony is structured, in other words, it's structured kind of, uh, the insects have a certain bandwidth, the birds have a certain bandwidth, the mammals have certain bandwidth, and they structure themselves not only in frequency but also temporal bandwidth. Usually we can tell whether a habitat is healthy by a 10-second sample of sound and the spectrogram that results from that. And the spectrogram shows very clearly the insects that inhabit a, a particular environment, uh, the birds that inhabit that environment. And it's not only, free, like I said, not only frequency, but also temporal. So when one bird stops singing, another who would be in the same frequency range starts, it stops, and then another comes in just to fill that space. And they all, in a healthy habitat, fill these spaces. And, um, and they continue, and it's the signature, it's the signature voice of a habitat, if you can imagine. Like our own voices are very special. The same thing happens in a given healthy habitat. Every living organism produces sound. So, the smallest that, I've, that I know about is viruses. And there's some folks at, at Oxford University who've actually recorded the sound of a virus releasing itself from a cell and it creates a spike, which is its own signature. And that spike is what they've managed to record and write about. They've actually published about these, um, uh, these, these critters. And the largest is, of course, the blue whale. And what's really interesting is, is that the cetacean family has the lowest sound in the blue whale or the right whale, maybe, and the highest sound in the blind Ganges dolphin around 200 kilohertz or more. So there you have it.